0: For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6, it's Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office, One Call, That's All Studios at Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Bud Light on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby.
1: You just heard our pie chart to blame here on Scalzo and Bros for that 23-7 Packers loss yesterday at... U.S. Bank Stadium against the Minnesota Vikings. Who do you blame the most for that performance yesterday? 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. The number two get into the show. We'll up onto the phone lines to talk with you. Uh, in order for me, I put most of the blame, uh, nearly 60%, on Matt LaFleur. Just completely did not have his team ready to go. Uh, I then put it on Joe Barry for the poor defensive performance scheme and execution split between Aaron Rodgers and Christian Watson is that start to the game was as ugly as possible and of course Aaron Rodgers they win and lose based on his greatness and Josh DiMaggio's negativity rounded it out with four percent
2: similar I'll keep mine quicker don't need to go through all of them Matt LaFleur leads the way not ayahuasca aka anyone who's blaming ayahuasca um Joe Barry and Aaron Rodgers uh, I do have one comment here. I know I'll take the blame. I deserve it. I get it. But isn't there some blame here to go to Greg Skelzo for always being right, since he's the one who predicted not to bet on them, and he's been right on the Packers for the no, past no, no. two years? Like, like he's set the expectations of what
1: Packer fans should be expecting. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Hilsey chimed in. I don't know if you got that off the talking text line. I did Hilsey not. Hilsey chimed in. And asked uh, something similar, uh, given my prediction. Um, look, if you want to put, whoa, what a putt there on 18 at the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation golf outing. I know and, that guy. Uh, team Tim Colligan, Brian Burns, and David Marcus uh, out there. I was with them. Can um, I give
2: a shout out? I was part of the team.
1: Ben Bruss was part of the team, although I was texted that he was playing verbally today at the BOG. <laughs> um, but just who hit that Who hit that that putt? That was Burnsy. Burnsy with that was a uh, what do you say uh, 60 40 footer? 50 footer yeah that was that was remarkable uh, i got completely distracted <laughs> i uh, mean
2: look look you got to react to a 50 foot bomb
1: on 18 well, and nobody else is putting. Decent on eighteen since we've been sitting no, there for the last brutal. hour hour plus. Uh, look, if you want to put some blame on me for being right and predicting that, that's fine. Um, I just again would say like don't worry about it. And I still think there's blame to go around for this loss, and that's that's what we're asking eight hundred nine ninety thirty seven seventy six. Let's go to Jamal from Madison. Jamal, welcome to Scalzo and Bros. We're presented by Bud Light. What do you got?
3: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. I think it's split four ways twenty five percent all the way around. I think first is the head coach to have the team to come out like that super flat um the penalties it just it you're playing the Vikings, you know this is this is a high school football, like we know what's going on. they should have been prepared and should have been ready, even in the, the moments when they're looking at their downest. the coach didn't seem to do anything to fire them up. I think uh, the second 25% is the defensive coordinator to not have a plan, an obvious plan to take away 18 uh, out of the game. It just, it seemed like a a massive oversight to not take away their best offensive weapon at this point in the year. That first touchdown he had from the slant or from the slot, a little out, he was wide open. I just don't understand how he gets that wide open. I think the third 25% is the O-line, all of them as a whole. You got two jobs, open up holes and protect 12 and I don't really think they did well at either of those, and then the last twenty five percent is twelve. I mean, I, I he, he continues to hold on the ball. We know what we get out of twelve. He doesn't really take shots if he trusts guys. If he doesn't trust guys, we know what we're going to get out of that. But I think for me, the biggest disappointment was you know and I'm I'm going to use this and you're probably going to have a take an uh, umbrance with it, but the 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 Jay Cutler esque attitude of. Getting frustrated and not going to the players and hyping them up and saying we're still in this game. That game was very, I don't know if there's a word, but comebackable for a long time in that game. They were able to come back well, well into that game. I don't it didn't know if that's seem a like Paul like well, took the onus on him. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't think he didn't take that Russell Wilson-esque uh, attitude to get over there and you know rah rah with the guys. He's never really been a big rah rah guy, but. The rolling of the eyes, the head shrugs, it's and just like... Thank you, that. you for the call.
2: It's a good point. Thank you for the call. I knew Joshie was going to get you there, so I was going to try and jump in to save you from the hook. But I think what you said is he's never been that guy. And I think that's where I'm fine with Aaron Rodgers continuing to be who he is. Because, again, you're either going to learn to adapt to play with Aaron Rodgers, or you're going to find yourself on the bench. He won back-to-back MVPs. He's a four-time MVP. Sure, you can say whatever you want about the playoffs, but right now it's about getting the right guys out there that want to work and play with Aaron Rodgers, and I think holding them to that same standard is, is what he should do. And you're either going to be a man or you're going to be a
1: mouse about it. 800 uh, 990 We'll keep the phone lines open here. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. I think when you talk about Aaron Rodgers' attitude, and I heard it a couple times just listening to different shows today, um, like ultimately the guy said that this was going to be tough. He said this wasn't going to be easy. He said there was going to be growing pains. It doesn't mean that he's going to sit there and smile through it. He's going to be frustrated. Like, when you go and embark on something that you know will be difficult, whether it's getting your college degree or going through a busy time at work or training for a marathon, it doesn't mean you still don't complain about when it gets hard. It doesn't mean you're still not honest about the challenges that exist. But he went into it eyes wide open, and he's being honest about some of the frustrations uh, that, that in the shortcomings that the team has. And I, I think that's okay. I don't think his attitude has been that bad at all of course he's going to be frustrated when christian watson drops the ball you think he's going to clap his hands like 003 which is what russell wilson's calling himself now uh, after dressing up as james bond for his uh, monday night uh football game tonight which you could stream on espn plus um I, I think like this idea that oh well he's changed now so how can we still no no, no he's being honest about what this team is. And right now this team is a big time work in progress and he's in it. He's in those challenging moments where you're trying to go from six miles to 11 miles and your body isn't letting you go there and leave. You're t- like, he's in that grind. Of course, he's going to have to work that stuff out and it's not going to be pretty. And we have a really front row seat to it. So we can either go on the journey with him and pick out the good things and the bad things and see what improves from week to week, or we can just give up and then reconvene in six weeks and say, oh, now I'm back on the Packers' bandwagon. That's a personal choice for everybody who's rooting for this team, but I don't think anybody went into this season on that Packers team, in that Packers offense, especially Aaron Rodgers, and expected everything to go swimmingly from game one. 800 990 76 Let's go to Chris and O-Town and the 5 O's, the official, unofficial best friend of Infidelity the Infidelity victim. Family. How many times I got to tell you his best friend took his wife? <sighs> Chris in O-Town, welcome to Scalzo and Frost, presented by Bud Light. What do you got? Yeah,
2: that's
4: a fair That's a fair point. And to be honest, uh, the, the, the other guy is a big Vikings fan, so I've thought about this moment all night. I haven't been this excited to call you guys in a hot minute since the night I put on my I'm with stupid T-shirt going to my divorce hearing. So that being said, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is awesome, just like my divorce. He's got his little Vikings jersey on, but I am holding the championship, and that's the point. Rodgers was ticked. These receivers dropped some balls. This is what we needed, just like last year. It's all going to be awesome. I mean, you guys are at the bog. Aaron cut his hair. He's dating some
2: other mud-eating lady. Everything is going to work out. We're going to get the championship this year.
1: I love, love your guys. perspective. You've been through Thank so you much. For the call. We love you, Chris up <laughs> top. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred mud eater. <laughs> 800-990-3776. She is a uh, big fan of plant medicine. Steve from Aguadilla, welcome to Scalzo and Bras. We're presented by Bud Light. and We're live here at the Bog, as stated by Chris in O-Town uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation Golf Outing. What do you got, Steve? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. You're on, Steve. What do you got? Yes. Right, the
4: thing that I noticed too, all right, about the five-minute mark, we're down two touchdowns, and mm-hmm. instead of going to like a no huddle, they're kind of wandering around like we don't know what the hell we're doing. And it seems like he's always running the play clock down to about two seconds. It takes too long to get the plays in, and then he looks over the defense and decides, well, he's going to play that play or he's going to uh, opt out of that. He's going to audible out of it. But they just look real disorganized. And the defense was pathetic. It just, as much as they were vaunted in the preseason, that they're going to be the top couple, they sure didn't look good. Thank you for the call, for the call. Steve.
2: And that, to me, is somebody who's just taking week one and putting it into all 17 games right now. Like, like if, if, if this is what the Packers were five games from now, I would accept that call. But I'm just, I'm telling you, it is week one. There were going to be hiccups. It's not the full offensive line. Um, and from a defensive standpoint, yeah, it was frustrating not to not see them execute their game plan and see Justin Jefferson wide open. But they have enough talent on both sides of the football with a two-time or four-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers and two really good running backs, they'll figure out the wide receivers, they're getting guys back on the offensive line, there's enough talent on
1: that defense for this team to put away all of your worries, Steve. It is just like cover five, quite frankly, because even if you struggled in week one at cover five, you still have 17 weeks left to go, and you can win money each week, and the ups and downs that everyone's going to face this season means you're still in it for the season-long contest as well. Of course, we've got weekly prizes with our Cover 5 league. You can win $100 per week uh, here on the ESPN Wisconsin contest. It's free to play. Download Cover 5. It's a free app, a free-to-play sports game all season long. It's free to enter, and you could win $100 each week. Top score uh, picking five games against the spread will win uh, $100 each week in the top score aggregated throughout the entire season which again if you get zero in week one that still means you got a pretty darn good shot because a lot of people are in the negative because it aggregates your score based on how much you beat the spread or how much you lost to the spread uh you still have a chance at that regular season prize 800 nine nine. shout out
2: Benny Brust 23rd out of 717 on the ESP Wisconsin contest
1: uh, ben cool. Ross excessively annoying and this is a very dangerous thing for his gambling all season long. It's so
2: dangerous that week one I did well.
1: Uh, that he is going to uh, get overconfident in himself right now. Uh, I don't even know what place I'm in quite frankly. It's not near me. Um, but it does not matter. I'm 154th. I feel great about that. 24 and a half points. All in the positive. Um, and I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be ready to go. So download Cover 5. WI-22 is the code that you need to join. wi So download the app, go into a a contest, hit WI-22. It'll enter you for the ESPN Wisconsin contest. You'll be eligible to win $100 a week, $1,000 throughout the season. Uh, ESPNWisconsinContest.com for contest rules. Brett Favre was on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning on 94.5 ESPN. Milwaukee were re- uh, reacting to the loss yesterday in Minnesota. A unique perspective for somebody that played with both teams. Of course, the Hall of Famer, Brett Favre. We'll hear from him next on Scalzo and Bros, live from the Milwaukee Bucks uh, Foundation Golf Outing. We are presented by Bud Light.
0: You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. was a hairy
1: middle schooler. Whole, I bet he was you a really hairy it. middle. Schooler. You
2: nailed it. I did. I still don't have chest hair, and he had chest hair in seventh grade. Wow. Um, very strong. I bet very it's soft athletic. Chest
1: hair too. Sorry. Uh, continue.
2: Soft chest hair is in like not soft because he's soft, but soft because he's very handsome. beautiful. Kind beautiful. you want to run
5: your hands through?
2: I would. Um, sorry. You, you were saying. I don't remember anymore because now I'm thinking about (laughs) rubbing my hand through Jimmy Garoppolo's chest hair in seventh grade.
5: Subscribe
0: to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hard Cider is joining their Kinder Cider series, made in partnership to keep growing Detroit with the mission to raise funds and awareness for urban gardens. The KGD is a nonprofit dedicated to promoting a food sovereign city where the majority of fruits and vegetables consumed by Detroiters are grown by residents within. It gets even sweeter because there is a match to the Blake's donation to their charity, but through the Caramel Apple sales. The match, we're setting to donate $20,000 in fruit trees to be planted in Detroit next spring. So think about that. Blake's Hard Cider, a wonderful product, and every time that you drink their Caramel Apple Cider, which is a seasonal, you're doing good. You're helping grow fruits and vegetables within that Detroit area. Pick up your Blake's Hard Cider at Woodman's Festival Food, Total Wine Pick and Save, or your other favorite spots to pick up Blake's
1: every week following a Green Bay Packers game Packer Hall of Famer NFL Hall of Famer all-time great former NFL MVP Brett Favre joins Jen Gabe and Chewy mornings on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee and every week sometime between 515 and 522 we replay that here on Scalzo and Brust Uh, and we're getting ready to do that now how did he react after the Packers loss you'll find out here in a second of course the Brett Favre replay presented as the Brett Favre show is by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. Uh, get back in the game faster with no appointment needed at Ortho ASAP. Just walk right in. Stop hurting. Start healing today at Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. It's
0: time for the Brett Favre show replay on Scalzo and Brust, presented by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference.
2: I know you faced a gazillion defenses in your career, and one of the things that was most glaring yesterday was the Packers didn't seem to take Jair Alexander and just put him on Justin Jefferson, right? Just kinda of have him shadowing out there him out there. I know we've talked in the past about how a guy like Charles Woodson had that talent that he could just, you know, you could put him on a guy and, and let him kind of handle it like that. But but did they make a mistake by not switching to man? I know they were in zone a lot yesterday. Did they make a mistake by not, just not putting their best corner right? Right, who gets a ton of accolades, who gets a ton of respect around the league on their best wide receiver, or am I oversimplifying the matchup there?
4: Look, I'm not a defense coordinator. Um, I don't know what they talked about during the week and their, the, the game plan specifically. But if you just go off of results <laughs> uh, yesterday, you would say we whatever we did with Justin Jefferson was not the right thing. <laughs> but, but but the same to be said. Speaking of oversimplifying, guys. Replaced, <laughs> you know, I'd love to give you some great answer, but that guy is good. Yeah, and so whatever you need to do, and and Chu knows what I'm talking about. Holmgren was uh, was great at coming in the the next week and saying, "Hey, we got to make the, we got to make sure this guy doesn't beat us, uh, whether it be you know Warren Sapp, John Randall, Deion Sanders, whoever." Now it's easier said than done when you when you face a great player, but you got to do all you can possibly do to take that player. Never underestimate um, a, a, a player a like Justin Jefferson's caliber. I mean, they'll beat you when you if you dis disregard how good they are.
6: Yeah, I remember back in the day, Brett, when we played Dallas, and they would put um, Dion on Robert, and it kind of just like all right. We're going to take Robert out of the game because Dion's one of the best, and go elsewhere. Just to me, I mean, you have one of the maybe the best corner in all of football, and you got Jefferson who is just torching him. Why wouldn't you pivot?
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure that uh, that that question will be posed, to the defensive coaches today and and all week. Um, I I can't answer that question. I I don't know that they obviously have a reason and, you know, a a scheme or or had a scheme that they thought would work against them. Maybe, Maybe they just didn't think that, they would have enough time to throw or whatever because Packers pass rush is much better.
6: Brett, would you have um, would you have kicked the three when they went for it on the goal line fourth and one? I mean, I thought that was the rule of thumb. You're on the road, you kick the three. You're at home, you go for it. But in, I, I, this NFL, it seemed, it's like they go for everything.
4: As we all know, hindsight, is, you know, yeah, you, you do that. But I've said this so many times. It seems like when they've gone for it on fourth down with Aaron Rodgers I think you more it's more of a gut you know there's a chart do you go for two do you do you know you kick it there's probably a chart by by today's standards do you go for it but I think you go for it based on you know I mean analytically I think you can you can outthink yourself a lot of times I think sometimes you go with your gut and you go with the the, where the game is at that point, but also more importantly, and, and probably the most important factor is who do you have as your guy? And let, let's all be honest. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been the best playmaker uh, in the game since he took over. He he can make he can make it happen in just about any situation. So I'm sure the Vikings they 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 probably wouldn't admit it today, but I'm sure when they saw They were going for it. At least the Viking fans were like, oh, crap. I wish they'd kick it. But it it worked out in the Vikings' favor.
2: So, Brett, there was one play that kind of reminded me of you yesterday that Aaron did, and it's when he decided to throw a block on Zedarius Smith, and he kind of got lit up. And What's Aaron thinking? And then he kind of gets up, and him and Zedarius, it seemed to be a playful interaction, but it reminded me of the famous photo of you and Warren Sapp just helmet to helmet, head to head. You guys are clearly getting into it. So when you got a crazy person like Warren Sapp like that, what are you thinking when you decide to go toe-to-toe with Warren Sapp?
4: Well, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't playful with me and Warren Sapp. No, yeah, that that was the other thing, too. Uh, Yesterday, I know what you're talking about. I saw it. And, I mean, first of all, Aaron didn't try to knock him out, which was smart. He just tried to kind of bump him and, uh, I, I think it was a just a you know, hey buddy, you know a little, little funny thing he did, and it, it, what was funny about it was it looked like Aaron was not silly, you know he, he was stumbling around, and, and and I don't think he was not goofy, but um, but it was it was kind of a playful moment uh, with more with Warren and I, I'd had enough. And and Shu knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Warren was a great player. He was a great player. But he was an even better trash talker. And it didn't matter if we were up by 21 or down by 21. He was talking smack. And the the, the, the bad news was he backed it up. So he's like, i of them will be in your lap all day. Well, he was telling the truth. But at some point, I'd had enough. And look. Would, would I do the same thing in a dark alley with just me and Warren? No, I'd probably uh, I'd probably manicure his toenails and and, and uh yeah. his feet. So I, I had the protection of my teammates. Don't get me I'm 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 not the smartest guy, but I'm certain, I'm I'm no idiot. You, you
6: love the fight though. You loved. We'd be running off the field, yeah, yeah. Brett. And we'd be like, "Where's Brett?" He'd be like, "Fighting with Warren Sapp." We'd be like, "Ah, oh, I got to put my helmet back on." But correct me if I'm wrong. I would never start anything. No, not you. Let me but, ask you this, I, though, Brett. Did, did Mike ever yell at you? Because I remember we used to do that bootleg or the reverse, and you'd peel around, and you were cut happy. You loved the cut guy. Mike ever yell at you for doing that? I was telling someone last night as we watched the game, um,
4: I said, you know, there were a couple times, well, actually more than a couple, but in, in regards to playing uh, the game itself. There was several times they got called into the principal's office, and we talked about that in the last week's show. But I remember Mike. That was probably second or third year. Uh, two times in particular, he called me in. He said, uh, and he called me two things. And one was was a good thing. The other was not so good. If he called me Billy Bob, <laughs> it wasn't good. Yeah. So he said, "Sit down, Billy Bob. Sit down." Uh, he said, "I'm gonna make this real quick and simple. If you tackle one of our one of my players again,
6: yeah, I in
4: the end zone, that. I'm gonna find you five thousand dollars." And I said, "Consider it done, Mike. Never tackle again." <laughs> um, and the other time was, uh, he said, "Look, if if you," he said, "Look, I appreciate your toughness, but if you uh, if you start a fight or you're in a fight or you." Um, it's third and 20, and you're, you're two yards down the field, and you try to run over somebody for three yards, I'm going to fine you $5,000. You know, you, uh, the, John, the John Wayne just ain't cutting it. Why didn't you tell him you were chinged up? Uh, well, I, mean, <laughs> I told him that, too. That uh, was when I threw one up in the second deck. <laughs> in Dallas. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, you know... uh I've come a long way, Chew. I've come a long Brad, way. Tell the story of why Mike got mad at you when you told him he had a booger hanging. I mean, most people want to know they have a booger hanging. Was that ag- that was against the Raiders, right? That freezing Raiders. Roll- that was that
4: first year. That was the uh, the Lambo leap, the the inaugural uh, Leroy, Leroy yeah. jumps at the same. Yeah, it was like thirty five below windshield. Uh, I was freezing to death. My toes felt like they were going to fall off. Um, we had a third. I'll never forget. We The game was, was I mean, I think we beat him 30-something to nothing. Yeah. But the game was well well over. I mean, I think uh, the Raiders have one foot on the plane. Um, but we had like a third and three or five, and we had a timeout. And uh, I'm over there talking to Mike, and he's all bundled up. You could just barely see uh, the, the middle of his face. And we're talking over plays, and I said, hey, how about – uh double wing left past three ninety six the Omaha. And he's like he looked at me and he was like n- not that it mattered. I mean I could have screwed it up big time and it wouldn't have mattered in the game. But he so he kinda was like he looks up at me and he had a a snot mustache that had frozen over that was just ah, oh, it, it was it was it was it was beautiful but ugly at the same time. And uh, I I start laughing. He goes, what the hell is so funny? And I said, you got just a
1: snot-glazed mustache. (laughs) He's like, go out there and run the play. That was Brett Favre on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Mornings 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee following a Green Bay Packers game. Stay tuned every week to hear Brett Favre with the ESPN Milwaukee team, with Jen Latta, with Mark Chimura, his former teammate, of course, Gabe Knight. So we replay it every week here at 5.50. I do want to give a shout out to LabCorp Clinical Trials, labcorpclinicaltrials.com, where you can get paid good money for helping to improve the health and lives of everyone. And right now, a variety of open trials that you could find at labcorpclinicaltrials.com. Now, you can actually work your normal job remotely and continue to make money at your job while participating in these trials and earn extra cash while helping to advance medicine right now. A couple of trials uh, they're asking for help on. uh, Studies looking for healthy non-smoking men aged 18 to 55. You could join for one stay of 14 to 21 nights plus two possible overnight visits and one follow-up call with compensation up to $15,200. Another study looking for healthy non-smoking adults aged 18 to 55 one stay totaling 11 nights, compensation up to $4,300. So check it out. There's a number of studies at labcorpclinicaltrials.com. Together, we can help improve health and lives. Disappointing Packers lost yesterday in Minnesota as they fell to the Vikings 23 7. We'll break it down with Jason Wilde next. That's and Scalzo and Bross were presented by Bud Light live from the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation golf outing at the Bog.
0: You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust.
1: My
2: name is Ben Brust, and I am a Karen.
0: Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Packers with a tough loss yesterday and open up the season in Minnesota. Scalzo and Brust live from the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation Golf outing here at the BOG, the sixth annual supporting uh, the Foundation's mission to make an impact in the five focus areas of empowerment, health and wellness, criminal justice reform, civic engagement, and education. I'm Greg Scalzo. He's Ben Bruss. We're joined now to talk about that Packers loss by Jason Wildy. here every day, 9 to noon, across these very stations uh, alongside Mark Tauscher on Wildy and Tausch and Jason. Uh, I guess I want to start because I think it's always interesting the first time you get to see the team play, um, what surprised you the most about this 2022 iteration of the Green Bay Packers? Nothing. <laughs> you weren't surprised nope, at all. You predicted is. all of this. I, I, I uh, well,
7: I don't want it to sound like I'm taking some sort of victory lap, but I mean, no, I, I thought the defense would not be as good as it had been hyped up to be, and it would have trouble with Justin Jefferson. And lo and behold, they did. Now, I guess it surprised me that there were times where uh, they left Justin Jefferson so wide open that if you were watching the game on television, all you saw was him and green grass. Um, But, you know, I thought, I thought Rogers would get frustrated with young guys making mistakes. And that's what happened. I thought they would try to give uh, Jones and Dylan the bulk of the touches. And while they didn't give them as many as Matt Lafleur wanted, they did account for half of the team's yardage, and when they were when they were able to move the ball, it was when those guys were involved. I thought if they didn't have Bakhtiari and Jenkins, that the offensive line would be kind of up and down. And I didn't think they were that awful yesterday, but they were up and down. I thought um, the young guys would make some mistakes. I didn't know that they were going to try a 75-yard bomb to Christian Watson on the first play of the game but you know I figured he and Romeo Dobbs would make some mistakes and you know if I if there's anything that I was surprised by I thought with Alan Lazard out that Sammy Watkins would be an important piece of what they were doing and instead you know Rodgers even admitted that the first completion he had to him he basically said we got to get Sammy to at least touch the ball so he knows he's on the team and so I, I just I I was not surprised by anything yesterday, and I'll also, I won't be surprised if by the end of the season they'll have figured all this stuff out, or maybe, you know, last six weeks of the season, whatever it is, and they're that team that nobody wants to face, but right now, they're going to be a work in progress on just about every level of their team.
2: So Jason, you talked about Aaron Rodgers and the uh, you know, body language and the way he was, you know, intense with the offense and his gestures. There's a lot of body language experts out there right now who are saying like he can't be that way, but like I- I'm looking in the eyes of, you know, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. Do you think Aaron Rodgers needs to adjust how he's with these rookies? I didn't think he was I didn't think he was awful yesterday, did you guys? No, no I didn't know that.
7: Yeah, I mean, I've seen him be way worse. Like, you know, yeah, he's going to roll his eyes on occasion. And certainly that first play, like, you know, they should all be disappointed. Uh, Not just him, but certainly Christian Watson. I mean, you know, as soon as the ball went through his hands, the next thing his hands did were put him on top of his helmet, right? Because he knew he'd screwed up. Now, uh, you know, there were a couple of tense moments on the sideline, but I I don't think he was like, inappropriately demonstrative. My my point was simply that, you know, after the game he talked a lot about mental mistakes and, you know, he made his share of mistakes too. But this is this is what's gonna happen. I mean, I asked LaFleur today, one of my questions was can you you know kind of design the offense so you put these young guys in fewer positions where they're prone to making a mental mistake. Um, you know, Rodgers talked about how the offensive linemen, for example, uh, on the interception, or he thought the interception, where they blocked the play wrong. And then it turned out he was actually, no, wait, that's the fumble. Like, you know, he was fairly critical of how that group played and, and certainly the wide receivers too, but he he made his share of mistakes too. I mean, he, called, he said it himself, the interception was a dumb decision. Yeah, it was. It was the kind of throw that I saw Trevor Lawrence do. At the end of the Jaguars game, you know you don't expect that from Aaron Rodgers. So, look, plenty of blame to go around. The the two top line items from the game, though, are Lafleur thinking that he needed to get Jones and in the ball more, and Jair Alexander thinking he should have been matched up with J- Justin Jefferson the whole game. Uh, those were the two things that I think came out of yesterday that were most buzzworthy to me.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and I agree with both of those things that they should do moving forward here. Jason, I know you got to run, but quickly, I've got one more for you since you were so right about what was going to happen in the opening game. What do you think happens in the bounce back at Lambeau Field, the home opener against the Bears, coming off of a Bears victory in what could only be described as a monsoon?
7: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's a good thing they play on a re- at a really good stadium with really good uh, <laughs> turf that does such a good job of draining. Uh, yeah. Um, Look, I think it's it's obviously just Monday. I think my gut tells me they bounce back. They have a history of bouncing back. They're at home, but I think it's going to be a slog. I think there's going to be mistakes again. I I think they win the game, but I think it's going to be this is how it's going to be for them. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they come out and they beat them 35 to 13, and Rogers can do the I own you, I still own you spiel. But I just think the first half of the season and maybe longer. We're just going to see a lot of these moments where we look and go, God, they make it, it. They make it look so hard, because I think it is going to be hard for them. I really do. And so, as they evolve and as they get those two linemen back, and maybe they get Lazard back this week, you know, it, it maybe gets a little bit easier, and those rookies get a little more comfortable and everything else. But look, I, I just I think there's there's going to be a lot of growing pains. I used that phrase six weeks ago, and Rogers used it yesterday, and uh, I think. You know, Mike and Carol Seaver will be talking about it a lot.
1: Jason, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, we will talk to you next week. The
7: 1980s sitcom reference—you guys are too young. All right, boys, take care. Be good.
1: <laughs> he is Ben Brasso. You're, I'm you're my guy. presented by Bud Light. That was from Growing Pains. Everybody that, knows is that. Is that a show? What do you think it was? I, he just said sitcom reference. Okay. What is it? Do you know what sitcom is? <laughs> yes. It, it's, uh,
2: I don't know what the sit stands for, but I know it's comedy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's called a situational comedy. It's a, so it's not uh, a short... sit down and watch comedy. No. <laughs> Is that what you always thought? <laughs>
2: Probably. I, mean, I didn't think about it. A,
1: a situational comedy shortened to sitcom. Do want to give a quick shout out to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Uh, Pella's wide range of beautiful wood designs can be painted, stained, or unfinished to complement any decor. All with superior craftsmanship, leaving no hassle or mess, just perfect results that stand the test of time. Trust me, I love working with the team at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And right now at Pella Windows and Doors, of Wisconsin. Put no money down, make no payments, and be charged zero interest for up to 24 months. But you got to do it before the end of the month. The offer expires on the 30th of September. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Visit pelletwicom radio. That's pelletwicom slash radio. We'll keep reacting to a disappointing weekend in football. Badgers lose. Packers lose. We'll continue to react here live from the bog for the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation golf outing. It is Scalzo and Ross presented by Bye, Bud Light.
0: You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust.
1: Remember and when he promised in front of all of the teammates we were with yesterday? <laughs> you know yesterday? my promises
2: aren't worth a crap, Josh.
1: Mark that. <laughs> I need no, that. No, no, don't I need mark that. that. Yes, because you're right. Your promises aren't worth a <laughs> crap.
0: Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand.
1: at the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation golf outing here at The Bog. Coming off a rough weekend in with Scots and Badgers lose on Saturday. 17 points, home favorites against Oof. Washington State. The Packers on the road against Minnesota dropped yesterday 23-7. to uh, Scalzo and Brust, as always, presented by Bud Light. We're excited to be joined um, by Arvin Gopal-Rotnam, Rottenham, is the VP of Corporate Responsibility for the Milwaukee Bucks. And Arvin, appreciate you joining us so here today. So glad
2: that's not my title.
1: So class. corporate responsibility. Oh
2: gosh, that sounds very, very like if you do something wrong, you're
5: gonna be in the doghouse. There, there's some of that, but no, it's more keeping an eye on how we make sure we do good things, right? Like that's the biggest thing. Yeah,
1: I couldn't do that. Trust either. other
2: people.
5: Trust other people. <laughs>
1: now, before we get to, uh before we ask you about football, because you're a Badger fan, you're a yeah. Packers fan. Uh, I know that the foundation has sort of five focus areas that they work on. Talk a little bit about those and how the uh, Bucks Foundation makes an impact on the community.
5: Yeah, thanks, guys. For First and foremost, appreciate you being here today. The foundation and our golf outing, uh, the golf outing today is a huge part of what we do to raise money for our foundation. We started it really just to help be another tool. How do we, as the Bucks organization with the new ownership team when they came in a few years ago, just help make a different impact in the community? And so the areas that we focus on have truly been just about learning in our community the last six years, whether it's through our players, our partners, our team, just where do we see gaps? Where do we see like we can help? Where do we feel passion that You know, listen, there are issues all around us. And so our issues uh, that we can all address together. And so that's where we've tried to help figure out where we want to focus the foundation. But every year it gives us a ton of freedom.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's tremendous, and uh, and it speaks to how the Bucks continue to focus on that. You only have success where you focus it. So an all uh, uh, a great look here at the Bog, by the way, considering it rained for the last seven days. Uh, biblical rain's coming down, and you guys both played. Ben Bruss played uh, briefly before his foursome kicked him out because he was playing poorly. Arvin, I know you said you had a chance to play a couple of holes. How was the condition up there?
2: It was amazing, and, and here's the thing. I've tried to let everyone know, if you do a 50-50 raffle, you have to give it back. At a, at a, isn't that the rule? Charity I think found, it's the rule. Government. Charity Foundation yes. event, you have to give
5: the 50-50
2: back. Is that Was fair?
5: Absolutely. Was there debate on that?
2: Uh, we've Not in, not amongst our group, I've just seen it happen in which it, it, it did not get given back And it's like, how do you, how do you go to your car and, and drive home Knowing that you could have helped the five pillars that the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation are working on
5: You know, that's never been an issue with our Bucks family That comes to these outings, which you're a part of now, Ben So you're, you're spreading the message we believe in Which is, it takes this family all giving back Whether it's the 50-50 to supporting uh, So no, I, I believe in the same attitude you believe in That's our culture How do we all play a role?
2: Yes, Absolutely. and uh, and it's nice actually to be amongst three UW Badger grads right now because of what we endured on Saturday. Um, are you optimistic? Because uh, it, it it Greg's hurt. I know that from the bottom of his heart. Where are you at?
5: I'm 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 in between a rock and a hard place right now because I, I've always lived on this optimism that we'll get through these early few games and we'll see how we feel ourselves out in Big Ten play. We lost so early to a team we shouldn't have lost to. That doesn't happen. So I, I don't feel good. Uh, Do you want me to remind you that
2: basketball? Do you want me to remind you that Ohio State is in two I weeks?
1: Know, right?
5: Ohio State let's, already. Let's in two get weeks.
1: through New Mexico State first uh, <laughs> at Camp Randall this I weekend. I mean, it's. I, I was. If if people are worried about the Packers' loss, like the Badgers, pretty much shot their entire season, right? I mean like they, they just uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't go on the Big 10 record? It doesn't, but now you have to beat Ohio State. You can't you can't have a loss to Ohio State, a loss to Washington State. Are we are we playing for the for the worst bowl game there is right now? No, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, you're still playing still for the Big to
5: championship. Still got a wish to
2: go, guys. We got to, we got some hope, Leah. See, this is what happens cuz I I bleed football like all I all I live for is football like being a part of the basketball program was great but like my fandom is for the football team sure. so I just go all negative
1: well Arvin I want you to help me react to Ben Bross stat hero of the day because it might be a badger here what do we got
0: Catch up on the best of the best from the top performers in sports. It's the Stat Hero of the day on Scalzo and Brust. Win day in and day out with Stat Hero. Download the app or sign up at StatHero.com and use promo code BEN for a 100% deposit match.
2: Um, I got to move fast on this one, and it's pretty simple. I'm going Cortland Sutton. I, I, I Once I saw Russell Wilson... Enter the stadium as 003, looking fly. I knew he was going to find Cortland Sutton for two touchdowns. I need that for my stat hero lineup. Get it done, Cortland.
5: Harvin, what do we think? That's 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 putting a lot on the road team to come in there and put up some points with, in front of that 12th fan. So uh, I'm actually on the DK Metcalf trade. Oh, for tonight. I-
2: the I Ben like Brust pro. You can use. I say use promo code Ben B E N. But use DK Metcalf because I liked Arvin's rookie uh, stat hero pick right now. Arvin,
1: thank you for the time. Thank you for having us here at the Milwaukee Bucks Foundation golf outing. How can people learn more about the
5: foundation? Everybody can learn more about the foundation. First and foremost, visit us on Bucks.com dot com slash foundation. Uh, come to the Bucks games throughout the year. Uh, we do an awesome job helping tell our story at games. Every year, fans who come to our games help support the foundation. So, thank you to all the fans who tune in and support us.
1: Awesome. We've got On the Tee coming up next in Milwaukee. We've got uh, the Great Dane Huddle in Madison.
5: Eastbound 94, we still have an accident at 68th Street off on the right shoulder, but it's not really slowing anything down. We're at seven minutes from the zoo into downtown. The westbound side's at eight minutes from downtown to the zoo. It's an extra